Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm talking about is, when you chop my dough down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? Hey y'all, it's your girl D. Scott. It is Manic Monday, November 9, 2015. I am I am live here in New York City, so I was out here visiting with some family. So tonight's show is just a real quick summary because your girl is absolutely exhausted. So, you know, a lot of people don't know because I don't speak too much on it, but my son has severe, severe, severe eczema. So, you know, it's been difficult for him. And in the summertime, we don't go outside too much. And then in the wintertime, when it gets fall, we start, you know, going outside and going and doing things. But we vacation mostly in the winter months because that's when the leaves are all on the ground. So he had been up for, like, weeks at a time. I had to take him to the hospital, make sure because, you know, when your kids tell you that something's wrong, you want to make sure that it's not, you know, anything's broken. So you go to the emergency room. I have to leave, you know, in the middle of what I was doing. We get to the emergency room. We do a x-ray. The night before, I was getting ready to take him to a chiropractor because he's been having back pain. So I don't really comment too much about being a mom, but just so, you know, people know, 99% of, you know, what you see on the internet is only 1% of my life. You know, I'm still a mom. So, you know, he he knew he was coming up here to New York. My family's up here. So we get up here. And I am so exhausted. Ugh. We get up here and uh, we get out and about. We get up here about 8 o'clock. I go visit uh, a friend of mine over. And, and if you guys are on my Instagram, you can follow me. If you're not, um, you can follow me at miss.d.scott. So I get up, I see my boy Alvin. We're in um, Harlem, Angel of Harlem, which is, um, it's um, I think it's like on 120th or something like that. But it's it's in Harlem, real nice little chill spot. It took us forever to get a drink, but it's all good. But um, we went there, had drinks, had a good time, came back home, slept. The next day we went to uh, – a little boat cruise. Obviously, we were supposed to go see my Aunt Joyce, which if you go on my page, again, at miss.d.scott, she is the, the my aunt that was like, she didn't want the cleaning lady in her house after a certain time. So I always marvel at the fact that I always make all these plans, you know, and of course, I took the baby to Times Square, and then there was a urban comic book festival. I bought up um, two of the comic books that featured young black females um, because I figured my nieces would like that. That's something good to have. But they were in an anime kind of caricature situation. So we do that. We get to Times Square. I was supposed to link up with my girl. 
And um, something happens to her, too. So we're running around Times Square, you know, trying to, you know, get this, do that. And, of course, my son has to get his Jamaican food. So we go do that. He eats three beef patties and sick in my, my aunt's bathroom for, like, an hour. And then, and then he's drinking, like, the ginger and pineapple juice, which then made him sick again. And then, you know, we got to do the oatmeal bath, and we have to layer the, the creams and all this other stuff. So people don't understand what it's like that when I go out, I go out, you know what I mean? It's a situation where I'm, you know, I'm at home and I work, 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 and then when I go to play, I play. So, and he's with family and and, and everything else. So we get to um, get out to Times Square, get back home so that we could go on this uh, little boat cruise because there was a party held by Mike Mogul and Dwayne Pierre, um, and you can uh, probably find them with the hashtag. Oh my Put the hashtag Bowtie Truck. He's the one that actually custom did my son's um, bow ties last year at the Bowtie Truck situation. And um, I'll probably tag him when I get on there. But, anyways, it was their birthday party. It was the Scorpio's the better party. So we get there. The food was amazing. You know, sweet plantains, chicken, beans, and rice. You know, it was just it was an entire spread. It was really good. Scalloped potatoes and, you know, vegetables, everything, bread. Um, so we get out there. I went with my, my uncle and, and his lady friend. So we get out there. Child, by the end of the night, I had been walking around with them ostrich leather goddamn pants on, and my heels were so high that my feet started hurting. And, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Y'all don't even know. The alcoholism began to me. So my feet were hurt so bad, but I just was always raised. You can't take your shoes out till you get to the car, and especially in dirty-ass New York City. So we get out there, and um, I get back to the car, and my calf muscles still hurt me right now to this day. So that was Saturday. Then yesterday, you know, we slept in. You know, the baby had been up in the middle of the night and um, just, you know, really upset. So I was supposed to do brunch with a friend of mine, but we didn't get the tickets in time. So we ended up just kind of chilling out for the day and then going to see my Aunt, my Aunt Joyce um, Sunday in the evening, and I had to hang out with my boy Chris Classic. And if you guys aren't following him, I speak about him all the time. Um, it's at underscore uh, Chris Classic. And you, if you go on my Instagram and if you go on my Twitter, at DMSST93, you guys can see him there, so the, the bearded gentleman. So. I always drink, you know, but we were already drinking uh, at my aunt's house, so I just went straight from there. And she puts me, she outfits me in this, like, fur jacket, like these fur sleeves. It looked very dynasty with, like, a brooch on it. Like, she's, you know, but when you're young and you're growing up with these type of aunties that walk around wearing leather pants all the time and fur hats and coats and everything else, and you kind of emulate that as you get older. So along the way, I must have turned into Cookie Lions as an adult because, I was cooking long before they even had that character. That's my real life. I dress like that in real life. So we um, meet up with Chris Classic over in Midtown somewhere. He came from Jersey because he owed me one. So I will have to say that I, I definitely, you know, give him that. But, you know, it's it's always amazing to talk to another artist, especially when you've already had two vodka martinis and eat chicken wings when you're actually from you know, the upstate New York where they invented the chicken wing, the whole buffalo wing situation. And um, he went to school up in the Buffalo area. So we talked about our sons. You know, our sons are the same age. We talked about his girlfriend, Rye, and, you know, just how – because I remember a year ago, it's coming up on a year ago, when they first started 
um, dating, and I remember, you know, him just saying that everything was breezy, that she was just very, you know, open to certain things and that she was just real breezy. And it's funny because I always tell women that and that, force a man to do anything. And then he had just made a post the other day about her stating that, you know, why, you know, why her and all this other stuff. And women, you know, perhaps that maybe he had dated before were like, you know, why her? And he said, it's very simple. There was no pressure. And it's the exact same thing that he told me almost a year ago. Now, they started dating, I think, like last August or something like that. They met at a um, a pool party. So I remember him telling me, I remember saying, oh, my gosh, she's so pretty, you know, whatever. But she's real laid back, it seems. So, and she's Haitian and Jamaican, so we know she got a touch of crazy in her. But I think that what ends up happening is, is that, People get so caught up in the titles that they forget to just have fun and they forget. And I and it, I love watching their relationship because it's a situation where I do long distance all the time. And I do it predominantly because I'm a mom and I don't want you around my kid. And clearly, if you're following my Instagram, you know, my kid don't want to be around you either. And um, it's just, it's difficult as a parent and then you're trying to run businesses. And so to see their relationship over the course of time begin to flourish and then the the naysayers and then the people that he wasn't dealing with just kind of, you know, drop by the wayside. A lot of people have to understand it's an energy, it's a vibe. It's not about, you know, who, you know, is going to hold you down and do all this. And no, it was just very much he did not feel pressured. And when you come from a situation where you're pressured, in everything, so whether that be in a marriage or whether it just be in a regular, you know, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, to have someone that kind of just lets you be you is amazing. So, I mean, I try to, you know, be around guys like that, and then it's unfortunate because I end up being too much a lot of times, but that doesn't mean that at any given point in time that I'm going to stop being who the fuck I am just to kind of melt and conform to what someone else is or what they want me to be. I won't do it. And I don't have to. So when you see relationships like Chris and Rod, you you respect the fact that they respect each other as individuals, and then there is such a great bond between the two of them. you know. And then you respect the fact that these are people that are investing in each other. It's not just about – the money. It's about the time. It takes time to have to go to Philly and then catch a flight to Atlanta and then have to come from, you know, Atlanta to fly up here. And it takes time to get to a place. And I remember when he first went down there and he stayed in a hotel. I remember the entire situation. And again, you know, I remember him just telling me as a friend, like, you know, that this, you know, this one was saying this and this one was saying that. And he's not really interested in anything. And he's recently divorced. I've been divorced seven years. He's been divorced way less than that. And I don't know Rye's situation, but you know, I know that she's a mom as well. So it was just nice hearing someone dote on someone else because it lets me know that at some point I'm not going to have to settle. And I don't think he did and I don't think she did either. But I also believe that she just kind of, she does her own thing, you know, which is what he's always said about her. Like she, you know, she's her own person. But you watch him you know, just to watch their relationship flourish, and then she becomes the subject of all his musings and things like that. So I'm trying to get him to um, get down to Atlanta to try to sit in the studio with one of the artists that um, that I, you know, I, I deal with down there so that he can get in there and get some work done. And he's talking about, we talked about some different things, about some money moves. And so recently, um, today, and it's funny because people always, um, forget to look in their own backyards. But they'll go all the way around the world ten times and won't look in their own backyard. Not so much for help, but for guidance or anything like that. And 
I didn't realize that I have a direct connection into retailers and buyers, and that's why I'm very careful with my verbiage and with my words because when people, you know, it's funny, this guy the other day posted something, and he's like, yeah, when, when my wife finds me or something like that, and I said, you have to be careful. I'm like, you're supposed to find her, and he's like, don't take it so literal, not Chris, this other gentleman. And I said, no, actually, because I'm a writer, I have to take things very literal, and whatever I put in the universe, I'm at a place where self-actualization isn't that far away from me, so therefore, if I put it in the universe, it's going to happen. So I kept putting in the universe, like, yeah, you know, I really, you know, I'm opening my store in, um, in January, January, February. It'll be before All-Star Breakup in Toronto. Um, so it's just, it's not a store. It's not a brick and mortar, but it's, 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 a, it's a showcase. It's in the outlet mall up in upstate New York by um, Canada. And I'm just really excited about it. But I didn't realize that in my own backyard, in my own family, we have somebody that is, in the know with all the distributors and all the retail places that can, you know, possibly get me into those things. So I don't have to, you know, hope and pray that someone wears my stuff and then the next, you know, and then tweets it or, you know, uh, puts it somewhere where someone else can see it. This is a situation where this is what this person does for a living. You know, they, they get all the PR, they do everything that needs to be done, they do the press kits. You know, I've already been up and running. It'll be two years in January with the Zero Fucks, the Thug, and all that stuff. So I'm just really excited about the next phase because I know that, you know, I, I sometimes put things on hold for the sake of um, not wanting it to get too big too fast because I never want to put myself in a situation where, you know, the delivery times are so backed up and things like that because those are things that make you fuck up your brand and, and, and you lose momentum and you lose business. So I've, you know, been making sure that I keep you guys in the know and keep you guys updated on what's going on. Um, you know, the ghostwriting is still something that's very near and dear to me, but at this point in time, that's something that has to be taken off the table because of the fact that it lit- literally kills me to have to write someone else's story you know what I mean and especially if I'm doing it either pro bono or just doing it for a um, a charity or you know donating services because somebody wants to get their words to you know to paper but it's just become exhausting I couldn't even finish the book I couldn't even start the book on my mom you know what I mean so we're going to actually come out with the zero fucks book probably right before Christmas and um don't quote me on it because it's it's difficult. And especially when you're a nonfiction writer, you don't get I don't get to just make shit up. I have to literally, you know, drink and have some food and sit there and reminisce. Then I have to write it down because I put it in notebooks. So if anybody ever stole my fucking work, it's already written by hand in a notebook. And then I transfer that and then type it. You know what I mean? Then it goes through the editing process with my team and then that's that's how these books get put out. And like I said, I've done a book before in three weeks time from start to finish the motherfucker came to me with seven pages but I feel like right now we need to put that on the back burner and start focusing more on the gear and more on the things that are going to make me money because a lot of people don't understand like yeah there's a whole bunch of people that are out there writing books and doing things like that but the book writing is not where you make the money it's the branding you you shouldn't be in the business of writing books unless you're a Jackie Collins or a Tyler Perry type cat like you shouldn't be in the business you should always be trying to write other things it's not just about you know writing books it's about right can you write a screenplay I've been you know they just had a a film festival up here in Teaneck New Jersey I wasn't able to make it yesterday I was too tired and um, Jerry Lamothe had one of his screenings there so I was upset I wasn't able to make that but you know sleep calls just like sleep's going to be calling me today but 
I feel very confident that, you know, when I do come out of my show and I'm able to get this next book out, that it'll be something that um, is um, it's, it's informative. And it just lets you know that, you know, you can't always believe everything that you read on the Internet. You understand what I'm saying? Because a lot of people that were close to me didn't know half the shit that I went through when I wrote Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess. They didn't know anything about the research that was done for the book, The Pookie Chronicles, that I did. They didn't know anything about you know, the other uh, guest chapter that I did in Saladin Kanala's book um, called Games. They didn't know anything about any of that until we just started dropping it. They didn't know anything about Back from Broken by Ed Womack. I wrote that too. So, and, you know, so it, it's, and then they didn't know anything about the fact that my son put a book out called Journal, uh, Journal of a Kid Waiting to be King. So that was another situation that a lot of people didn't know about and not just drop books like it is what it is. And definite shout out to uh, Brandon Staten. I keep meaning to go to the bookstore to pick up uh, stories, uh, Humans of New York stories, to see if uh, Boom and I made the cut for the book because we actually around this time last year were photographed for um, the book, so we'll, it, by that time, the deadline was like October, November, something like that, and then he um, he just came out with the book the first week in October, I believe, so the book's been out about a month, so make sure, and it's it's a beautiful book, it's a big, thick, you know, book, but I wanted to make sure, I'm going to get it anyway, just to support, even if we didn't make the cut, because I think it's a amazing idea, and he's gone all over the world, he's gone to Israel, to Pakistan, to different places where you know, when you think about your story, it's not so damn bad. You know, when you're looking at someone else who's, you know, escaping from Syria and escaping from different places. So with that being said, I am absolutely exhausted. You know, it's it's bad when I'm cutting the this sh- this show down. And I actually did this show early because I had somewhere to be this evening, but I think I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to just take my behind to sleep because we return back to upstate tomorrow. And, um, I need to make sure I'm well rested for that because it's a beautiful ride. But and then I have, you know, I go directly back to work the minute that I, you know, get out car and then I got my 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 little guy with me. So, like I said, you guys gotta always understand that 99% of what I post is only 1% of my life. And so, with that being said, we're gonna end with one of my favorite. I got the shit for you to come and get. I'm at the same region, up on Briles. Hit me when you're done your shift. Woo. I see you doing well, baby Oh, you pulling shit together, I can tell, baby Is you single or what? I need a girl from the country I need a girl from Kentucky I need a shawty from Houston I need a girl who gon' love me I need a girl who gon' trust me Someone to fuck me Someone to make me feel lucky Someone that's so proud to be with me She walk right up to her ass Look him dead in the face and say You ain't got the juice like that You ain't got the juice like that that's cold, ice cold, girl, you ain't had to do them like that Why you had to do them like that? Gotta come through quick, 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 quick. Oh, you at the club, catching out with everything, hit me when you're done your shift I know a girl I should propose to, but we just on some different shit She on some up at 9 a.m. already cooking in the kitchen shit And lately we've been fighting on some why you love the stripper shit Yeah Working with the spatula, I know she love flipping shit off on me. I don't deserve it. She's just a little too perfect. She's just a little too worth it. I don't deserve her at all. No, not at all. I only text her, man. I never call. I'm still a canine at heart. I'm a dog. Yeah. Swipe gotta come through quick, quick. 
Some company. 